This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is uh, October the 8th, 20th. The next Bitcoin. This game is not rigged. Eight. Oh, man. Apex Predator. We had, a, we had a bad connection there. I was about to say Apex Predator. Long-term thinking. Compete. Don't complain. Be a unique beast. You can change your behavior. Relentless. I'm offended by selling. We got some conviction, got through that technical difficulty, whatever the heck that was. All right. Watch yesterday's show. Hello, my elite friends. If you have questions, I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister, do a super chat. Yesterday's show was about, I guess, life hacks. It was a little bit beyond Bitcoin. People enjoyed it. It is linked to below. I try to give you unique beast type of stuff on here. That was all about how you can become a unique beast. So tomorrow is Friday. It's this week in Bitcoin, 11.30 a.m. Brandon Quinton has never been on the show before, but he's going to be on the show. John Vallis will be back and Phil Geiger will be back. 11.30 a.m. Baltimore time tomorrow. So we had a big story today. I, I wake up a little late and uh, hang on a second. <laughs> I, wake, I wake up a little late and I... Look, and the Bitcoin price was up. Oh, something must have happened. And it's a nine out of ten story on the on the uh, twenty percent or scale. Okay, the news that almost brought Bitcoin to eleven thousand dollars. Jack Dorsey Square just purchased like close to five thousand Bitcoin. All right, millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. Now we've always we we've known they've been a, a fan. Jack Dorsey's been a fan for a while. Uh, I don't agree with him politically, but it just shows you that, hey, dude, this is not about emotions. This is about pure numbers. If a big company like that buys up a bunch of Bitcoin, it takes it off the market and uh, it becomes more scarce. You know how it works, supply and demand. So Square, Square the payments company held by Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, announced Thursday it has purchased 4709 Bitcoin, a $50 million investment representing 1%, and that's important to remember, 1% of the firm's total assets. So let's make that a trend, people, uh, in terms of companies buying uh, that much Bitcoin, 1% of uh, the firm's total assets. Now, this is not uh, – obviously, MicroStrategy is a bigger firm. They purchased more Bitcoin. That was bigger news. But I said that was the biggest news of the year, and one of the reasons I said it was the biggest news of the year was I knew other companies would follow MicroStrategy's lead. Now, of course, Jack Dorsey is, is famous, and uh, this was not exact. This is not exactly a shock that of all the companies out there, a, a, a guy who's a huge fan of Bitcoin would, would do something like this, follow MicroStrategy's lead. But it's the biggest. It's the biggest news of October, and it makes you wonder all the anonymous CEOs that we don't know of who are, are doing the same thing, that are following these guys' leads. So uh, that's that's very exciting, the guys that are going to come out of the woodwork. And I've talked about this for a while, the, the big boys, the big big entities, whether they be banks or private corporations, uh, whatever, that are buying Bitcoin and they're not looking back 
and I predicted it for, for some time, and all the no-coiners are waiting for this to happen, so then they make their move. I've always said, you're going to regret it in, in the future when you know Wells, Wells Fargo has a lot of Bitcoin and you don't have any. So we're getting toward this, we're getting toward that now, where big company, well, medium-sized companies, whatever you want to call it, they are starting to hoard it. Good job, uh, Jack Dorsey. It, it's very exciting. And the market reacted in a positive manner. Uh, and, and then there was another story that came out that kind of, I guess, uh, ended the party a bit. You know, when you get a bureaucratic story a little bit later on that takes the pizzazz out of a, a, a Bitcoin pump. But hey, we're long-term thinkers. We don't, we're not fiat freaks here. We know to wait. 2024, strong hand, pound that like button. Uh, the 1% rule, okay, I talked about it. Uh, I've, I've alluded to this before. I mean, many people have said as, as an individual that you should have 1% of your uh, assets in Bitcoin. It, it's a good gamble, quote unquote gamble. Of course, I have much more than 1% of my assets in Bitcoin. A lot of, a lot of the Bitcoin uh, dudes out there have much more than that. But I'm saying it's, if, if you're a pretty well-off dude, 1% of your assets. But here is taking it to a new level. Uh, Fisk. This can't they said, if you are a company and don't have uh, more than 1% of your cash reserves in Bitcoin, are you failing to manage your treasury responsibly? That's quite a narrative. And dude, I would love that by the next halving in 2024, if that's just common knowledge right there, if that's a common belief that, hey, you've got a big company and you don't have 1%. Uh, of your cash reserves in Bitcoin, more than 1% of your cash, you're not managing your company correctly. So if that actually becomes a legitimate rule, a 1% rule that the big companies out there or legitimate companies out there to be legitimate, uh, to, 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 to be responsible to your shareholders, you got to have at least 1% of your uh, cash reserves in Bitcoin. Uh, that's going to take a lot of Bitcoin off the market, baby. And that will be very good for uh, all the holders. It is gold 2.0. Uh, all the all these people that I'm talking about, and this is no knock on Lightning Network. Uh, well, not Jack. Don't, th this trend that I'm predicting uh, has nothing to do with Lightning Network. Has nothing to do with if you can purchase uh, coffee with Bitcoin. It has to do with preserving your wealth. Okay. It has to do with gold 2.0. All right. So there's it, it, that doesn't matter. That, but, but that's that's what I like to focus on. OK. Um, savings, a newfangled freaking savings account. That's what I uh, I one of the aspects I love about Bitcoin that everybody knows that I I talk about now. So what country will be the first one to buy Bitcoin to put it on their balance sheet? That is from Whale Panda. And I, I, we've talked about this since 2016 when Vinny, Vinny Lingham brought it up. But that is the next shoe to drop when, you know, th that'll step it up to a whole new level. We have companies using it as a reserve asset. When are we going to find out about a country uh, that, that's buying it up? And they might already be doing it. So it's only a matter of time. We knew one day that companies would buy it up and now they're admitting to it, uh, which is awesome. Uh and there's going to be a day there's going you're watching this in the future. You already know what that day is. Um, and that's just something that's why this is the golden age, baby. It's something to look forward to. 
Uh, the companies are companies and countries and individuals are starting to reconfigure how they uh, preserve their wealth. And it's uh, because of this awesome uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> All right. We got a question from Brian Jacotou. Uh, the best thing about these notable companies making uh, big Bitcoin buys for their treasuries is that they're exclusively buying Bitcoin. Oh, very good point. Uh, no diversification for the sake of diversification. Pal, that like button. Brian, um, I got to have you on my show one day, dude. You're one of those uh, commenters. You, you've just taken it to a new level. Uh, send me a DM. Uh, that you, you you really hit the nail on the head. You, you're thinking like me there. That's, that's very good. Very good comment. Comment of the day right there. Someone beat him. Someone beat him in, in the chat. Come on. Compete, don't complain. We... Uh, he, that was an awesome one, but aim high. We always aim high. Aim to beat him, but that, that, was, that was very good. Okay, dudes, retweet this. I just put this out there for all you guys uh, watching that uh, live. And Max X suggests uh, the, com- the countries that are doing it are, you know, part of the axis of evil. <laughs> or he suggests two companies from uh, George Bush's uh, a- axis of evil that are uh, that maybe maybe they are doing it. You know what? I'm not I'm not big fans of those con- of those countries at all. Um, but if they're uh, if they're buying Bitcoin, it only helps us. That that goes back to what I said about Dorsey. I don't agree with Jack Dorsey politically. Cl- clearly, uh, I do I do think it's awesome he created this uh, company. Uh, although he start he he seems to be very willing to follow the the regulations of the United States and and the talking points of the SJWs that are just out there to destroy him. But Hey, that's his freaking business. Um, all right. Yes. Brian, send me a DM. Seriously. Uh, now let's, uh, but uh, why rip on Jack Dorsey now? There's no point in right. Jack Dorsey's done great today. <laughs> and that's just, that's the great thing. Um, this is not about politics, you know, and he's tried to say that Bitcoin is about politics. He's ripped on Brian from Coinbase. And we're going to talk about Brian from Coinbase but I say, no, you know, this is not about, it's just pure numbers here. Anyone, you, you can totally disagree with me on politics and, and, and hold Bitcoin. It's awesome. And I know people can twist it around. It's a tool for political freedom. Okay, it's a tool for political freedom. Okay. Um, but the, the, it, Bitcoin does not care about Bitcoin. There's no emotions there at all. And it's, it's just going to do what it's going to do. It's all numerical no one uh you, you can't infuse emotion into it infuse emotion into it okay now let's uh what's next on my agenda here all right let, let's talk about this boring uh attorney general uh i mean some people like this so then it was announced about this framework this cryptocurrency framework that the department of justice of the united states uh put out there and the, the, <laughs> And whenever you have boring uh, bureaucratic news like that, I mean, there's some parts of the report you can interpret as, you know, they're concerned, they, they, then you're worried, like, oh, are they going to try to regulate Bitcoin? So then, of course, the price went down, you know, it ruined the party, it didn't ruin the party, because the party never ends in Bitcoin, baby, long term. Uh, but l- let's go over what this report was about. The framework provides so attorney general releases cryptocurrency enforcement framework so the enforcement aspect makes it seem scary <laughs> i mean what can, what can they do to bitcoin the framework provides a comprehensive overview 
of the emerging threats and enforcement challenges associated with increasing prevalence and use of cryptocurrency. Details the important relationship that the Department of Justice has built with regulatory and enforcement partners, both within the United States government and around the world and outlines the department's uh, response strategies. Okay, so they, they feel that if you're using uh, cryptocurrency anywhere in the world, it's their freaking business. Okay, that's, that's great. <laughs> that's the United States for you. Cryptocurrency is a technology that could fundamentally transform how human beings interact. Well, that's, that's bullish right there. Good job, DOJ. And how we organize society, ensuring that use of this technology is safe. Oh, God, you got to look out for everybody's safety. That, that's where things start to go down the tubes there. And does not imperil our public safety and our national security is vitally important to America and its allies. So, yeah, the DOJ wants to be your father, wants to be your mother and take care of you and decide what's dangerous. You know, if, if Belarus, someone in Belarus is sending uh, uh, Monero to somebody in Russia, if, that, if that's a threat to your mother. I mean, so <laughs> the busy bodies of the government, you know, so no, we don't need this report. We, we, we don't, but Bitcoin won't care. They won't be able to stop it. Uh, it'll create a whole new bureaucracy. Uh, but, but there are some positive takes on this. Uh, this is from Jerry Brito. He says the Department of Justice just published a comprehensive report on cryptocurrencies. It's pretty balanced. Given the context of their mission, yeah, here are some parts I found interesting. They are fully aware of DeFi. Okay, so there's something they can pick on because it's not really centralized. And they can show the world that they, maybe they'll, they'll bust some people that, oh, this was a scam DeFi. Look, how, look what we did. We protected you. Oh, uh, the epigram at the top of the report conveys a balanced approach. Okay, great. They make, it, they make it seem like they're balanced. That's awesome. Um, I think this is just plain wrong. There is nothing about anonymous cryptocurrency that would prevent an MSB from fully meeting its obligation, meeting its BSA obligations. Uh, indeed, FinCEN has said as much. Uh, I think that, that means that uh, the anonymous cryptocurrencies, you, you can be in compliance with all of these uh, know your customer rules, he's saying it's possible, but they're saying it's not possible. I don't know. I guess they pick on uh, they pick on anonymous coins in this. So again, I mean, B Bitcoin. I I've said I've said for a while. It seems like the United States government wants to make sure that it uh, appears to the public that it's being tough on cryptocurrency. So it's taking on you know the if a, if if it funds. Uh, activities and endeavors that the the government so it, it'll pick on individuals and individual addresses that deal with narcotics and and uh evil doings uh but it can't and it'll pick on centralized uh entities that uh, make their own uh DeFi products but it can't it, so it leaves bitcoin if you're just being be a regular bitcoin guy you're pretty cool here I mean, it's, you know, one on one hand, the government loves the financialization of Bitcoin. It says that banks can hold Bitcoin. So it's got some other targets in the cryptocurrency space, which is unfortunate for those targets. But hey, I, someone said to me the other day, well, it seems like the government is, is getting strict on Bitcoin. It doesn't seem like that to me at all. Maybe on other cryptocurrencies and aspects 
of, of Bitcoin, but, but not on Bitcoin itself. And uh, so this is a really odd policy. Do they also simply warehouse all the dollar bills they seize? So there was a line in there that says if they if they confiscate a cryptocurrency, they can't give it back. They can't send it back into the uh, into the public like it's tainted or some or something like that. So that's actually good. You know, if they confiscate a lot of Monero and, and don't send it back out, uh, what's bad for the American public because they should just. They should sell it. They should auction it off and, and get some money back. But um, but at the same time, if they're just if they're going to burn it or something like that, that's good for Monero. That makes it more scarce. So I, I don't know. Uh, I didn't read the whole darn thing. So it, check it out. It, it's all linked to below. It doesn't worry me at all. Uh, but you know, there are always going to be speculators that sell the news like that. So some people did sell the news. Uh, and here is a tweet that you won't get anywhere else in cryptocurrency land, but I like it a lot because it's a golden age type of tweet. This is from someone. Who is this from? Actually, I think I, I man, I, I, I think I attributed it to the wrong person. Sorry if I did that. It, I, it's I re, I retweet. You can go to TechBalt uh, on Twitter and see this tweet and know who actually put it out there. The future is 100% digital. This is a great opportunity for young people to get rich. Don't worry about the old world physical retail and move to VR digital over the next 10 to 20 years. Well, this person gets it. They don't mention Bitcoin specifically, but the future is 100% digital, mostly digital. Okay, This is a golden age. It's a great – if you're a young person, get into this. Don't get into retail, <laughs> physical retail or anything like that. This is so such an exciting area. And it, it goes, I mean, he broadens it out to digital, but, uh, and, and, and that's true. I mean, there, there's, every, everything is becoming digital, but this is, this is the digital money and money makes the world go around, right? So, uh, all right. So here is something I give a three out of 10 on the, uh, on the Meister uh, 20% scale, it is from a few days ago. I meant to mention it. Bitcoin unlikely to replace the U.S. dollar as global reserve currency, uh, says Mark Chandler. And he was talking about in the next 10 years. And to some people, that's, a, you know, that, that's bold. Um, but, dude, uh, that's it's kind of clickbaity there, man. Uh, yeah. No, of course, the United States dollar isn't going to re, 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 going to be knocked down uh, by Bitcoin in the next 10 years. So I've said that many times. It's not a shock for me. For some people, it's a shock. I, I, I only give that a three or a four out of 10 on, on, on the 20 percenter scale. You, you should have already known that. And it, it seems like uh, th this whole replace or not replace the, the United States dollar as the uh, it just seems like there are people in this space. They just have this infatuation, obsession with uh, taking the United States dollar out of being the, the, the world reserve currency. Uh, and that's not happening in the next decade. You know, we, we can have talks about if it's going to happen in 50 years, but it's not happening in the next decade. So uh, the, it, it's just a reminder, value your wealth in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Okay, now. Uh, 
And here's another one. This is Michael Saylor, but this reminds me of South Africa. I've been saying this about South Africa for some time. For 953 million people in 20 countries with weakening currencies, uh, Bitcoin represents something greater than a treasury asset. For them, it's more like an arc of encrypted energy to escape the flood. Woohoo, pound that like button. So yeah, I, I mean, I've been saying it for four years, uh, over four years. Uh, 953 million people he classifies in countries with weakening currencies. I think it's worse than that. Yeah, and they should be protecting themselves. There's there's no excuse to go down with the ship um, in a th on, on a third tier uh, currency, fiat currency. You get on the Bitcoin arc with Noah, okay? Is uh, I mean, people have put uh, people have put Michael Seller on such a uh, on such a pedestal. Maybe he's the Noah of Bitcoin. <laughs> all right, all right. Do we have any? Let me see. If we've got other questions over here. Uh, I don't see any Bitcoin Meister ones, but okay. Remember, type in Bitcoin Meister. Uh, all right, uh, what's next? Feels like I skipped something. I'm a little tired. I stayed up uh, late last night. I need a nap, I think. Here's someone people tried to vilify, but hey, people can do what they want to do. Here's why Hedgeye CEO sold all his Bitcoin. Keith McCullough, CEO of a large risk management firm, explains why he sold all of his Bitcoin and why it's your fault if you don't agree with him. Okay, it is my fault that I don't agree with him. Yes. Personal response, I don't agree with him. It's my, I, I, yeah, I'm taking responsibility. I don't agree with him. Hey, he says he sold all his Bitcoin. That is because the crypto market is decelerating, he says. But he'll buy buy again if it picks back up. So no, no, I, I, I definitely, it is my fault that I don't agree with him. Okay, I don't agree with him. It's not, dece it's not decelerating. It's, uh, look at the 210,000 uh, block theory, okay? It's clear things are ramping up again when we got uh, Michael Saylor and uh, Jack Dorsey buying lots of Bitcoin. But you say you'll probably buy it back again if it picks up. I mean, that's so 80 percenter trying to, to you know time the market and everything like that. So no, no, no love for that dude at all. Here we, we talked about I referred to on a few shows and earlier in this show. Brian Armstrong, how he said, you know, he's running his company. It's not political. Uh, if you want to be political, he'll give you a severance package. And 5% of the people left this company, left Coinbase. I think that's awesome. I think that is awesome. And uh, they didn't they didn't want to deal with it. So everyone was a grown-up. Everyone was a grown-up there. They wanted to be SJWs. He said, we're not having SJWs here. That Bitcoin isn't about, or for him, cryptocurrency isn't about SJWs uh, or his company. He wants to make money. He wants to make money. All right. And a lot of people don't like the way he makes money. And that, so don't do business with him. So there are a lot of people that, that love to, you know, rip on him for dealing with these DeFi tokens. And, and it is, he, he's gotten into the gambling side of cryptocurrency. Okay. He's trying to make money. And at the same time, He's saying we're not we're not putting emotion into this, and if you don't like it, I'll, I'll give you money to leave. And he did, and five percent of people took advantage of it. So everyone ends up happy. I like that. And Yaron Brook even met, found out about this on his show and said that this was a very positive development 
in business. Uh, when a, a big business says, we're not dealing with SJWs uh, and we'll just set, go away. We'll pay you to go away. <laughs> so uh, B-Gold reminder. I get a B-Gold reminder from a few people, Rocky and a, uh, who, uh, JC. B-Gold was the f first uh, crypto dividend that was a friendly fork of Bitcoin. I mean, it's been three years now. And it's like going down the tubes in terms of value in, in Bitcoin and, and, and dollars. And who got stuck holding these BTC, BTG bags, B-Gold bags? Not only has BTG, uh, B-Gold chart uh, flatlined for the past two years, now exchanges are starting to delist CEX policy for B-Gold withdrawal fee and they have a storage fee. Okay, okay. All this teaches us is one thing. Never, and this is a Meister say, never buy what you can get for free. If you got this for free and you happen to hold on to it, okay, what do you lose? What have you lost? What have you lost? You can't, you can't sell it at CEX anymore. Now, this is why you don't buy something you get for free because it goes down the tubes eventually, all right? A, a lot of the times. There's no reason. If you like it so much, figure out a way to get it for free. There was a very easy way to get it for free. But people bought it. I'm sure plenty of people bought it. Um, but this is this is just a reminder. You don't buy those crypto dividends. You don't get um, – there are plenty of people that, that bought Bcash. A crypto dividend is just interest on your Bitcoin, baby. That's that's the way you got to think about it. And uh, you get it for free. You do, not, you do not buy it or you end up like that situation. So we, cash will be – Matt Odell says – Cash will be banned and they will force C-U-C-K money on you. I am not cool with that, but that's just not that, but that's just me. I've been saying that for a, a while. It's interesting you call FedCoin C-U-C-K money. That's a, that's a funny, that was funny. I thought it was funny. I retweeted that. And most people will be cool with it because most people are 80 percenters. They will gladly accept their C-U-C-K money. But if you're not cool with it, you go to Bitcoin. Now I'm having a, a Brandon is making a, a, a a uh, debut on the show tomorrow. He's a very interesting guy. He tweeted out this story that was in French and is from the summer. And I have not heard about it before. So I'm going to ask him about this tomorrow. It's one of the odder stories I've ever heard in Bitcoin. <laughs> Virunga National Park in the Democratic Republic of Congo is mining Bitcoin with its surplus hydroelectric energy. A UNESCO World Heritage Site is mining Bitcoin. Now, you know, Africa and Bitcoin, usually those are like four out of 10, 20, you know, 20% of stories, all right? Um, but this, this is so an odd one. I, I want to know if this is true. So... Uh, remember, yesterday's show was freaking awesome, but I forgot to mention that travel is something very important that will make you a unique beast. It's great to travel when other people are scared, scared of traveling and that travel educates you. It has educated me quite a bit. So here in Salt Lake City, I got a little bit of an education yesterday. <laughs> I'm running on the streets of Salt Lake City and there's a Tesla parked on the uh, – side of the road. I would never have noticed it. But someone sitting in the Tesla screams out, Meister, 
Meister. And I look in and I, and the guy gets out of the car and it was a, a guy I went to college with. Uh, and I didn't know he was in Salt Lake City. Uh, I knew he lived about four miles away and to the south of me, but I, he was to the north of me. And it was, uh, now I, I've run into people in the streets of Tel Aviv who've known me. <laughs> and so the, the Salt Lake City, I, obviously on the streets of Los Angeles, people I've run into there that I've met in Los Angeles. But I, 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 I'm bringing this up because um, he embraced me. We, we hugged each other. On the, and, you know, that makes me a rebel, doesn't it? Now I, I've, uh, and he's a doctor. He's a doctor. So he's been in, in hospitals. I hugged a man who, who came from a hospital, who's been in the hospital. I mean, uh, so am I, am I like, because I, I'm a rebel because I go on planes. Uh, I'm a rebel because I don't, I don't wear a mask when I'm, I'm running. Or, <laughs> uh, I, I've talked about all these things that aren't really rebellious, but like, like now you're like a, a, a horrible person if you do it. So, I mean, I think I'm taking that to, a, to another level. You know, I, I didn't, it wasn't just shaking his hand. We shook bare hands and held, you know, we did the bro thing. We did the bro. So in my, I mean, I'm like the ultimate rebel now, aren't I? <laughs> so that, that was uh, cool. And um, yesterday was the vice presidential debates that were taking place here in Salt Lake city that I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't watch it at all. And so it, it, I, I ran through a couple, well, no, just one. Uh, there are a bunch of people holding signs and stuff. And I did see, you know, all these Homer Simpsons of the world, 80 percenters of the world, like saying a fly landed on Pence's face. So that's that's 80 percenter stuff right there. You you watch a debate. You get out of it that a, a, a fly landed on a guy's face. But here in, in 20 percenter realm where we, you know, shake hands, hug each other still, um, we know about Jack Dorsey and Bitcoin. So, I mean, the contrast is unbelievable. It's unbelievable uh, the world we live in today. You know, all, all these scared people talking about flies landing on people's places. And, and pink eye, pink eye, I heard. And, and because pink eye might mean he has, a, 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 you know, the, the, the plague that's going on because he has pink eye. That, that's, that's, and so those people are just, you know, they're becoming more and more dependent on the government, more and more freaked out. And those of us who are just really happy at this, the news of the, the, the news of the month is that Jack Dorsey's uh, the square did this. Uh, and so finally, I was uh, I think I've linked to this song before. I love um, by the talking heads burning down the house. It's uh, it's linked to below. I, it just it, it popped into my head. <laughs> Be a unique beast, everyone. Let me uh, let me see if there is uh, there are any other comments there. OK. And yeah, man, I, I made it sound. I'm, I'm going to make it because I'm just such a unique beast as I was on the streets of Salt Lake City embracing another man in my arms. <laughs> yeah, I'm comfortable, man. I'm comfortable with that type of thing. Value your wealth in Bitcoin, dudes. Um, because that's supposed to – everybody with their rainbow flags and stuff, that's supposed to be awesome. I, I embrace, But no, now it's not awesome to embrace another man on the streets. Uh, okay. That's it. Pound that like button. <laughs> I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Uh, tomorrow's This Week in Bitcoin. I will see you all here at uh, 11.30 a.m. Baltimore time. And that's uh, 
9.30 in the morning here in Salt Lake City. See you later. And, and great time for you Europeans. See ya.